A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello all of you beautiful people, Jules here for WhatCulture.com And you know what, when it comes to movies, there are many reasons why actors may pass on certain roles Maybe they don't have the time, maybe they don't feel like they have the range Maybe they're just not paying them enough money But turning down a movie role because of spite? Well that's a new one to us So let's take a look at them as I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com And these are 10 actors who turned down movie roles because of spite Number 10. Beyonce wanted an offer without an audition. The Princess and the Frog. So The Princess and the Frog featured the first ever black Disney princess, and so in order to ensure that full justice was done to such a groundbreaking character, Disney underwent an extensive casting process. In our 2014 book, Confessions of a Casting Director, the film's casting director, Jen Rudden, revealed that the esteemed likes of singers Tyra Banks, Jennifer Hudson, and Alicia Keys had auditioned for the part. But the top pick for Tiana was in fact Beyonce, yet those plans were scuppered because the pop icon wanted an upfront offer without having an audition. In the book it stated, Beyonce expected an offer but wouldn't audition and so she didn't get one. Now while one can appreciate a mega busy superstar of Beyonce's stature perhaps not wanting to spend time going through a prolonged audition process, being an extremely successful pop star doesn't automatically make you the perfect fit for every role that you're in consideration for. Number 9. Steve McQueen was denied top billing over Paul Newman, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Steve McQueen was an undeniable big screen icon, enough that he wasn't much interested in appearing in any film where he'd take second billing to another actor. Case in point, we have the now legendary western Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. See, McQueen was originally offered the role of Sundance, as was eventually nabbed by Robert Redford, but ended up departing the project because he wouldn't cede top billing to co-star Paul Newman. The Fox president at the time even tried to arrange a peculiar compromise by having half of the film's prints Bill Newman first and the other half Bill McQueen first, but an agreement couldn't be reached. Instead, Redford stepped into the part of Sundance and one of the most iconic films of the 1960s was born. Number 8. Tandiwe Newton was offended by the director and producer, Charlie's Angels. Tandiwe Newton was originally supposed to star in 2000's big screen reboot of Charlie's Angels, having been offered the part of Alex Munday as was ultimately played by Lucy Liu. A whole 20 years after the movie's release, though, Newton spoke out about the 
the circumstances which caused her to righteously turn down the part. For starters, Newton claimed that her first meeting with director MCG involved him explaining how her character would be sexually objectified from the very first moment on screen, with Alex's introduction involving an extreme close-up of her backside. Newton also discussed a disastrous meeting with the studio head Amy Pascal, who felt that the character as written, which was intelligent and educated, wasn't realistic as a black woman, and that the script needed, air quotes, a scene where she's in a bar and gets up on a table and starts shaking her booty. Newton said this before pulling back from the role. Pascal's basically reeling off those stereotypes of how to be more convincing as a black character. Everything she said, I was like, nah, I wouldn't do that. Pascal responded to Newton's claims by saying that she was horrified by the account, but unsurprisingly had no recollection of it. Number 7. Jude Law quit after the original director did. Jane Got a Gun 2015's Natalie Portman starring Western Jane Got a Gun encountered major production issues on the literal eve of shooting when the original director, Lynn Ramsey, abruptly exited the film the day that production was supposed to begin. Reports suggest that Ramsey came to blows with producer Scott Steindorf during pre-production, and when Ramsey felt that the film was getting away from her, she exercised her right to walk away. This resulted in Warrior director Gavin O'Connor quickly being drafted in as her replacement, but Ramsey's departure had a significant knock-on effect. Cinematographer Darius Konji decided to depart as well, as did actor Jude Law, who was originally cast as the villainous John Bishop and quit the film the very same day that O'Connor was announced as the replacement. Law stated that he signed up to the film largely to work with Ramsey, and so had little interest in continuing the project without her. Law was soon enough replaced by Bradley Cooper, but due to scheduling conflicts, he also had to bail up and was finally replaced by Ewan McGregor. Number 6. Charlize Theron felt insulted after being offered Wonder Woman's mother as a part. Wonder Woman Shortly after the release of Wonder Woman, Charlize Theron addressed rumors that she had been offered the part of Diana before it went to Gal Gadot. As it turns out, she wasn't offered the title role, but in fact the part of Diana's mother, which didn't sit too well with the actress who, at the time of shooting, had barely just turned 40 years of age. She said, This is a great example of how Hollywood slaps you in the face when you start aging. So somebody said to me, There's action on this thing, Wonder Woman. We just want to make you aware of it. And I was like, I'm not familiar with it. I mean, what does Wonder Woman do? And this person said, No, it's for Wonder Woman's mum. She wasn't much impressed with what she had felt was another example of Hollywood's gross ageism against women over the age of 35, and considering how she was more than qualified to play Diana herself, you can kind of understand why. Number 5. Ja Rule thought the franchise wasn't serious enough. Too Fast, Too Furious Rapper-actor Ja Rule appeared in the original Fast and Furious as racer Edwin, and naturally when Universal was putting together the sequel Too Fast, Too Furious, it was assumed that he would return. With Vin Diesel opting not to reprise his lead role of Dom, the decision was made to beef up some of the supporting roles, including that of Edwin. Ja Rule was offered $500,000 to return after earning just $15,000 on the first film. Too Fast, Too Furious's late director John Singleton revealed in a more recent interview that Ja Rule, whose rap career was skyrocketing in 2002, felt that he was now too big for the franchise. He said he wouldn't return calls, I went to the studio to see him, and he was kind of playing me to the side, and I was like, what, what is this sh-? Singleton then decided to offer Rule's part to Ludacris instead, which was rewritten to be an entirely new character, and of course became a massively lucrative role for Ludacris. Number 4. Joan Crawford's peculiar demands were rejected. From here to eternity. 
Fred Zinnemann's legendary 1953 romantic drama From Here to Eternity was originally set to star Joan Crawford as promiscuous army wife Karen Holmes, but Crawford's eccentric series of demands were soundly rejected, causing her to walk. For starters, Crawford took issue with her character's costumes, and also found herself unable to cope with the idea of male lead Burt Lancaster receiving top billing over her. But by far her strangest request involved having her own cameraman shoot the film. When the studio pushed back against Crawford on all three of these points, the famously thin-skinned actress decided to quit the project entirely. Crawford was ultimately replaced by Deborah Kerr, which was reportedly a relief to director Zinnemann, who wanted to cast a more against-type actress like Kerr in the part to begin with. Number three, Kirk Douglas wanted to play the hero and not the villain, Ben-Hur. Now here's a great example of an actor taking their ball and going home that actually benefited everyone involved, the actors themselves, the studio, and even the viewing audience. You see, Kirk Douglas was originally offered the role of Ben-Hur's antagonist, Messler, but turned it down on the basis that he wanted to play Ben-Hur himself rather than a second-rate baddie. But the title role had already been offered to Charlton Heston, who, being almost seven years Douglas's junior, was deemed a better fit for the part. Douglas then turned down the role, which eventually went to Stephen Boyd, who won a Best Supporting Actor Golden Globe for his work. But the kicker, though, is that this really worked out for the best, because Douglas's inability to secure the Ben-Hur role motivated him to launch his own epic with Stanley Kubrick, Spartacus, which was itself a massive critical and commercial success. Because of Douglas's own issues with rejection, audiences ended up with two awesome epics for the price of one, essentially. Number two, Robin Williams resented being used as bait for Batman 89. Batman forever. Back when Tim Burton was prepping for the 89 Batman, Robin Williams lobbied hard for the role of the Joker. And when Warner Brothers' first choice of Jack Nicholson wasn't expressing much enthusiasm, the studio indeed offered the gig to him. However, this turned out to be an act of mere 4D chess on the part of Warner Brothers, who were basically using Williams as bait to try and manipulate Nicholson into taking the part. The gambit paid off as Nicholson then agreed to play the Joker while Williams was left understandably furious at the ruse and refused to appear in another Warner Brothers production until he received an apology from the studio. But when they were prepping their third Batman film, Batman Forever, they did actually offer him the role of the movie's main villain, the Riddler. However, due to the act his previous experience with Batman 89, he reportedly decided to pass. As entertainingly off-kilter as Jim Carrey ultimately was in the role, it's a shame that we'll forever have to imagine the unique angle that Williams would have brought to the table. And number one, Edie Gourmet wanted her husband to play the love interest, Funny Girl. 1968 musical dramedy Funny Girl started out as a 1964 Broadway musical, with Barbara Streisand ultimately playing actress-comedian Fanny Bryce in both the stage show and the film itself. But prior to Streisand's casting, the part was heavily sought out, and almost went to Anne Bancroft until she decided that she didn't like the music. The role was next offered to Grammy-winning singer Eddie Gourmet, who only agreed to start if her husband and fellow singer Steve Lawrence could play Bryce's husband, Nicky Arnstein. The producers, however, felt that Lawrence was a poor fit for Arnstein, prompting Gourmet to withdraw her involvement in protest and leading to Streisand winning the role. In addition to netting a Tony Award nomination, Streisand won the Best Actress Oscar when she played the part on the big screen, while Gourmet's acting career never really took flight. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.